Hey everyone. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> Boundary. Yeah, boundaries. We're here to talk about boundaries. <laughs> I was trying to make it really cue the mic. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like it's a scary movie. Ugh, boundaries. We're gonna get it over with, man. Yeah, I think this is just the start of many conversations about boundaries. I don't even like to talk about boundaries, but here we are. Hi, I'm Casey, and right here beside me is Kelsey. We are licensed professional counselors, mothers, entrepreneurs. Oh, and besties. We know firsthand what it's like to wake up one day and think, how in the heck did I wind up here? Through our own journeys of self-discovery, we found that joy is something that has to be pursued through our own internal work. Now we are on a mission to help women from all walks of life understand themselves more so they can experience real lasting joy. Join us every Thursday to hear interviews with experts who can point you towards self-discovery and inner joy. Listen, I'll tell you why I don't like to talk about boundaries. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm like the anti-buzzword, pop culture, do the thing that everyone else is doing kind of person. Like, if it's cool, if everybody's doing something, like, let me do the opposite. I just can't, I can't get behind it. I can't do it. Well, I think a lot of people use boundaries incorrectly. Well, that's what I'm saying is, you know, you see all these memes and, and all of these reels and like all these posts on social media about boundaries. And it's like, set a boundary. Yeah, just set a boundary. This is my boundary. You are crossing my boundary. And I'm just thinking, okay, this is kind of ridiculous, actually, especially some of them, like whenever, you know, the, let's say your boss asks you to do something. And you refuse because that's a boundary. And I'm just like, so what I'm saying is I think boundary, the word boundary is overused and often used incorrectly. I think boundaries are great. I think you should have boundaries. Yeah. But I think we should talk about them correctly and also not use boundaries as a scapegoat. I think a lot of people use boundaries. That's I think that's though. what's my pet that that is my pet peeve about it. You know, I, I listened to something the other day about a teenage daughter not wanting to go to their siblings' sports game. And I know you're smiling because you think I'm making this up because you think I'm talking about my own kid, but I'm not. Like I actually did hear this. Anyway, the there it was like this controversy because the kid said I'm setting a boundary and I'm not going. And the mom was like, uh, yeah, you are like, (laughs) yeah. And so, and then everyone was giving the mom a lot of grief about it because they were like, well, your daughter was just trying to set a boundary. And so I think sometimes people get confused between setting boundaries and like, rules and expectations and parenting and like what if your kid just said i'm not getting your phone for you i'm setting a boundary you know what i'm saying yeah okay i'll stop well especially because i mean just in this example if we did that with our oldest like our youngest kids go to her sporting events yeah right and we don't make her to go to every sporting event but like we want them to show like appreciation to one another and support yeah yeah you know it's like do my kids necessarily want to go to my oldest volleyball game all the time? Probably not, but they don't ever complain about it. 
they actually want to go watch their sister play and they want to be supportive of her. And yeah, I don't think I would allow her to set a boundary and say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going. I mean, shame me all you want, but no, you're going to support your siblings. Well, I think because there's a bigger picture to that. My biggest pet peeve with boundaries is there's no follow through. Right. Yeah. If you communicate your boundary, right? Like you've analyzed it. This is the boundary that I'm going to set. You communicate it, but you don't stick with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And boundaries are hard. They're not as easy cut dry as people think that they are. But you took all that energy to set up this, this boundary, but you don't follow through with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, don't you think that that's also why people's relationships, like romantic relationships, turn toxic so quickly? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, you're not going to you're not going to talk to me like that. And then two hours later, they're talking to you like that again and you're allowing it. Yeah. Well, I became a therapist and I was like, you know, I'm preaching boundaries, but do I have boundaries myself? (laughs) Like, I'm such a people pleaser. And so my boundaries were very porous, though. Like, I didn't have I had no hinges on the door, basically, Mm -hmm. for boundaries. I let whatever happened need to happen. One of the lessons I learned about boundaries <laughs> happened when I started my my business. And when I started my business, I had a lot of time. You know, like I always I talk about this a lot. Like I had a lot more time than I had money. And so a lot of things that I did for my business as I was starting it came from a place of bootstrapping. So I was doing a lot of things myself. I don't know. I was just doing everything. I mean, I'd answer the phones. I would take referrals. I would do marketing. I would see clients for therapy. I just, I did it all. And the person that I was in a relationship with at that time, this, (laughs) I'll never forget this. Like it was, it was this slow build for probably a good solid two years of me just over-functioning as a business owner doing so much more than I should be doing and needed to do. But this person witnessed it. And so they saw me, you know, like doing all the things all the time. Every single phone call that would come through, I would answer it. Um, If someone called to speak to me, you know, because, you know, like when you start a business, everyone is trying to sell you stuff constantly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, it's like, and then you don't know, well, do I really need this stuff? Can I afford the stuff? Should I get the, oh, life insurance? Yeah, I probably need life insurance. There's just everyone like, will you sponsor my kid? Will you do that? It's just constant. And in the beginning, I was trying to people please and like do all of those things and make sure that I took every phone call and every meeting and blah, blah, blah. And then I just was like, no, no, no more. And he went one day. He was, I think we were in the car. Yeah, we were in the car together and my phone kept ringing and I just kept hitting the FU button. Like, no. Yeah. Decline. (laughs) No, no. And he was like, you better get that. They're calling. And I'm like, I don't care. I do not care who is calling me. I'm not talking to them. They're trying to sell me something. It is on my terms. (laughs) Like I had this temper tantrum over it because I was just thinking I am manipulating my own schedule. I am not sleeping. I'm getting up earlier. I'm staying late so that I can make these salespeople that are trying to sell me something 
happy and meet their needs. And that is absolutely ridiculous. If they want to sell me something, good luck. You got to catch me first. Well, it it sounds like you you didn't have boundaries and therefore it was becoming super overwhelming. It, it was. It wasn't sustainable. Yeah. And I also just kept thinking like, There was this big mindset shift, and I know this is, you know, this is more from, like, the business perspective on my end, but I'm just like, you work for me. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're selling me something, why am I doing all the work? Like, why am I rearranging my schedule? Rearrange yours. (laughs) You tell me that. That's been something that I've really learned from you is, like, you know, through my divorce, I had to get a lawyer, and you're like, they work for you. Yeah. They work for you. Yeah. That right there alone changed my life because I started realizing that the people that were seeking me out for things, not literally, but worked for me. And my interactions with everyone at that point changed when it came to stuff like that. Like banks, they need to be nice to you when you go there. They want your business. (laughs) Well, that'd be like us having the expectation on our therapy clients for them to come in and have it all figured out and yeah, answer us at every whim. Like we're providing the service to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they could go find it anywhere they want. Exactly. And I think people forget that, you know, like this is and, and I'm very stubborn and and I'm <laughs> no very, way I can't. I mean, I can't help it. I'm very stubborn and I'm very outspoken. And when I feel like I'm something's not being heard, I'll, I'll get louder. But, you know, like going to the doctor, how many people go to the doctor and don't even get their needs met while they're there, you know, because they're afraid to speak up or ask a question or they're afraid to challenge what the doctor is saying. Oh, well, what do you mean? It's just a, a viral infection. Like this has been ongoing for the last six months. Like there has to be something more. I think we need to do a little bit more investigating. The doctor is there for you. Like, you are paying them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and maybe boundaries can be linked to, like, self-advocacy. And self-love. Yeah. Well, I wrote something down. Healthy boundaries equals self-knowledge, self-acceptance, and Mm self-compassion. A boundary is about you. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of times people get it wrong because they're making it about somebody else's actions. Yeah. But... It is really about you and what you will tolerate and what you will not. Right. And we forget that we have that right. Man, we watched that crazy freaking show yesterday, and now it's just kind of... We watched Idol on HBO Max. We also watched Dead Ringer. That's what I'm the one... That's what I'm referring to right now. Okay. Okay. Birthing experience. So... I think I have trauma. Like, I think that I truly have trauma related to childbirth and I probably need EMDR, but, (laughs) but I just want to mention how, when we're talking about like medical care and everything, how (laughs) women sometimes become so subservient and compliant that we don't even question our own care, especially when it comes to giving birth and having children. When I had my first child, I I had it in the town where I live, and I didn't have a bad birthing. My doctor was great. I loved her. I had no issue. She she babied me. Like, she was really good to me and and all that. So I can't really say that that was an issue. But there was definitely a difference in the experience 
when I went to have, say, my third, third child with a midwife. And I don't know, maybe people have had that experience, maybe they haven't, but that experience to me, even just like going to the gynecologist with a midwife, totally different experience. Because it was more about what you wanted. It's all about what you want. They don't do anything that you don't want. Nothing. And they talk to you about that before. And they say, like, before you ever give birth, like, I want to know your birth plan. I want you to tell me, like, what are your hard no's? What's your absolute worst case scenario? It's different for every woman. Mine, my absolute worst case scenario, I don't want a C-section. Don't give me one. Put me through pure hell in labor before you give me a C-section. The only reason I wanted one is if my child was at risk. That's it. You know, like, do you mind if there are students in the room while you're in labor? Are you opposed to me doing almost like a pregnancy yoga with you if I need to? (laughs) Like, thank God that we had those conversations because I felt so much more empowered. They don't use stirrups. Yeah. None of that. Like, because that's who wants to go put their legs in freaking stirrups? Like, if that's the (laughs) most unnatural, uncomfortable thing, I don't know what is. When I was in labor with my son, the the midwife was like, okay, I'm going to need you to get on all fours. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I'm going to pick your legs up and I'm going to raise you upside down and I'm going to jiggle you because she was trying to get him to flip over. And just like all these like crazy weird things. But those were my decisions. And whenever she said, do you want anesthesia? I felt like I really had that choice. You know, when I had my first daughter, they were like, you you definitely want an epidural. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but wait, do I? I don't know. Do I want one? They're like, yeah, yeah, you do. And this one, she's like, just wait and see. And I'm like, but isn't, isn't there like a cutoff? Like you, isn't there a point in time where it's too late? She's like, no, you can get it anytime you want. And then I'm sitting there thinking, well, why in the world did they tell me I had to get it so fast down here? Probably because they didn't want to listen to me screaming. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Well, I think that goes to say that you have to know what you want in order to set a boundary. You have to know what's comfortable for you. You know, I mean, I'm not like trying to just sit here and talk about gross pregnancy and women's. (laughs) But no joke. I just I think that the medical field is where... I personally have felt it the most. And that was very hard for me to speak up, you know, and say, I don't want that. Mm -mm. No, I don't think that's necessary. And I think that more women, if they were confident in themselves and what and knew what they wanted and knew how to express themselves, they would do it. And like, With the midwife clinic that I go to, you know, there's a lot of things that women have to do just to take care of themselves and make sure that they're healthy and like the swabbing and all that stuff. Do you know that when you go to a midwife when you're pregnant, a lot of those swabs and stuff that they, they do, do you know that they'll just let you do them yourself? They don't even do them for you if you don't want. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And for people who are very anxious and uncomfortable anyway, maybe have body issues or maybe have trauma in regards to medical trauma or whatever, like that, you have no idea how much of a relief that that is on a person. Well, and I think about, I was thinking about your younger self versus your more mature self. Probably back then you, you didn't even know what you wanted. No. 
Because I didn't, you know, like, what's normal? What does everybody else do? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, well, you just don't know. And and I think that kind of goes back to emotional safety as well. Because do you have someone that you can trust that makes you feel safe to talk about those things with? Yeah. You know, like, imagine going through and having a child all by yourself without a parent, without a partner, without... It's just different. And having those boundaries, especially with professionals, it's intimidating sometimes. And I think at the end of the day, you know, a lot of us don't set boundaries because we're afraid. My biggest thing always with setting boundaries is I don't want to cause any, I don't want to cause issues. Because what would that mean if you caused an issue? People would get upset with me. And if people were upset with you, what would that mean? Well, I know where you're trying to go with this. No, just go with it. But it's not because I'm just explaining myself. It's not because I'm scared people are going to leave. It's they're not going to value me. So you don't want to upset people or you don't want to cause, you don't set a boundary because you don't want someone to be upset with you because you don't want to feel devalued. Right. Like I don't want people to talk bad about me or think that I'm an ass. Not so much anymore. I'm just saying, for example, probably now I don't care if I'm an asshole. <laughs> well, I mean, it, what if it was, what if it had to be either or? Like, either you set that boundary and, like, if you set the boundary, you feel good. If you don't set the boundary, then someone doesn't have a reason to talk bad about you. Like, I guess what I'm saying is, what's more important? Because someone can say bad things about you regardless. They're probably going to. Oh, yeah, they do. (laughs) I think it just goes back to people pleasing. I just remember, maybe part of it's an age thing. Because I remember a a large part of me for many, many years was in that people pleasing mode. I would do or not do things based out of fear that someone was going to think badly of me. Or judge me. Or talk about me behind my back. You know? (laughs) And I remember a couple scenarios in particular where I went so far above and beyond for someone, above and beyond, so much so that I was sacrificing my own family, my own needs, my own self financially, just so that someone else would be okay. And the first instance that I'm thinking of Despite my effort, I had no boundaries with this person. I basically just said, whatever you need, I'm going to do for you. And all of the things that I feared would ha- that would happen if I set the boundary all happened anyway. And I didn't set the boundary. And so like there was just this point where I, th- <laughs> I thought, what's it matter? I mean, I did all of these things, worked so hard, sacrificed all of this. And they still did to me what I was afraid they were going to do if I set a boundary. So why? Why did I do that? I think we do it mostly out of fear. We we refuse to set boundaries or we dismiss areas that we need to set boundaries because we're scared. We're scared of someone doing something that they're most likely going to do, do anyway. anyway. Yeah. And I, I think that was a big shift. I mean, it didn't just happen one time for me and then me be like, oh, I'm going to just totally change my whole mindset. It was more of like a progression of events like that. But 
you know, I've heard so many rumors about myself and I, look, I mean, it's just getting started. I just wrote this book. Like <laughs> there, there's going to be so much stuff and there is nothing we can do about it. There yeah. is absolutely nothing we can do about it. It just is what it is. And I think it just comes down to, especially like in my business, I just kind of had to make this decision that I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to do what's best for me and my business and what's right. And if someone doesn't like it and they want to talk about me or they want to whatever, then that's fine. I'm not attached to that outcome. Like however that shakes out, it's totally fine. All right. I have a question for you. Have you ever had to set a boundary with someone that you knew was not going to come across very well? That's part one of my question. Part two is what's the difference between setting a boundary and being avoidant? Well, one, I had to, I think it goes back to understanding yourself and like understanding what you want and what you need, communicating that, finding words. And then in this particular situation, I I texted the boundary because I knew in in the situation that I was in that communicating them person to person, I was just going to be railroaded. Mm -hmm. Second part of your question was? It was about boundaries and avoidance. So, like. Oh, avoidance is you just don't talk about it. I decide out of mind. Like, I know the boundary, but I'm not communicating the boundary. So, let me me ask. What if it was like, Betty, you've come to realize that Betty is a toxic person in your life. Yeah. She's not contributing anything in the way of support. She is causing drama with your friendships. She is uh, only talks to you whenever it's convenient for her. Like, you know, all these things. And so with Betty, do you set a boundary or do you just do you say, I'm not going to be friends with Betty anymore? Do you say... I'm only going to communicate with Betty about certain things like what? Because, you know, we all have people that come in and out of our lives that that are Betty's. Oh, that's a good question. Because I'm the kind of person I will just cut somebody out of my life. with no. So is that is that a boundary or is that avoidance? I don't think it's avoidance. It could be. It could be if the person like, let's say it was your boss, but you're just like, I'm not going to talk to my boss. I'm going to go in and I'm just going to. Let Betty be Betty, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to address the elephant in the room. Then the, I think that's avoidance. If it's like a friend that maybe you only see a couple of times a year, if they're not serving any purpose in your life, why do you have them in it? And why do they even deserve to know your boundary? Because they're not going to respect it anyway. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I my famous saying, bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, bye. And I, I, don't, I don't have friends where I'm just like... I just ghost them and have nothing to do with them. But if I feel like they are not aligning with my future or they're not serving me in the way that I deserve to be served, because I do, I reciprocate that, right? If I'm not getting a good friend in return, what's the point? Mm -hmm. What is the point of wasting my energy somewhere that it doesn't belong? Yeah. Setting a boundary means you want to, you want growth in a relationship. If you don't ever see that there's going to be growth there, no point in setting the boundary. Now, going to family, I feel like that's a very hard boundary to set. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not specifically talking about family boundaries. Okay. That was my question, actually. Because, you know, I remember setting a boundary with someone in my family. And my boundary was, I'm not communicating with you about anything. Like, we're not friends. You know, if if somebody needs something in the family and you call me to tell me, I'll take that phone call and and I'll hear what you're saying. But we're not just going to call and chit chat. Like, we're not going to call and talk about the weather <laughs> <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because that relationship was being mishandled and I didn't trust that person anymore with my private life. And so that that is how I had to set that boundary. And to this day, I don't talk to this person unless I absolutely have to. Doesn't mean that if they call me, I'm cordial, but we're not friends. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah. And I think setting boundaries with your family is one of the hardest ones that there is, especially when we're talking about emotional trauma, emotional abuse, physical abuse. When we're talking about really hard things, and maybe even attachment trauma, right? I'm just thinking about a narcissist, but mm-hmm. it's really hard to set a boundary with a narcissist if they think that they're never wrong. Right. doesn't mean you can't still set them. But I think a lot of times people try to set them and try to set them and eventually they just get so fed up. They just, I don't know if it's avoidance really, or if it's just, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like I'm done putting in the effort and energy. Yeah. And then I think that also brings about a lot of guilt. There's times where... It's very easy for your family to, when you set a boundary, for them to be like, you're just selfish. Or, you know, there's a lot of gaslighting and a lot of manipulation that can happen when you set boundaries within a family because they make you feel guilty for doing it. But they can do it to you? They do. I think that's also where self-awareness comes in and, like, really knowing yourself and being true to yourself and understanding, like, I'm not I don't I'm not getting sucked back into this. This is this is not something that I'm going to be emotionally invested in anymore. I think it's about boundaries sometimes is about looking into the future. What is it that your future looks like and what is it that you need? And yeah, you might be like, "Oh, I'll take that phone call from Betty." Mm-hmm. But where is it going to lead you? Is it going to lead you down like a path of like is your hope going to be crushed? Maybe. Depends on what you're hoping for. Right. If you're hoping that, hey, maybe this is the time that Betty will finally get it and understand. Yeah, I think that's a problem. Well, and I think that's where most people have their hope. Mm -hmm. Hope for change. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, you're not giving somebody the ability to change if you don't, in a family setting, if you don't communicate those boundaries. But if you've communicated them for years then it might be best just to cut bait and run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's such a messy, interconnected... Boundaries are messy. Yeah. Ugh. See why I did the... Yeah, that even made my head hurt just then. Like, ugh, I hate boundaries. I know. They suck, and they're so wishy-washy, and I think you just have to hold firm in, in yourself and, you know, not engage. Like, set the boundary, disengage kind of yeah. thing. Because if you set the boundary and then argue about the boundary, then it, just, it defeats the whole purpose of the boundary. Yeah. Because people who are inclined to push the boundaries, that's how they're getting a reaction. 
I know that we're about finished up today, but I hope that we can have another episode about rigid boundaries, like having boundaries mm. that basically put a wall up and close you up to everyone. Mm. Sounds like a good episode, doesn't it? That does. Okay. Okay. Deal. All right. Well, we will see you guys back here. Well, you'll listen back here. You'll hear us. Hear us back here. In a week. All right. Later, besties. Later, besties. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying our podcast and would like to hear more from us, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast so we can keep making great content like this. 